You're listening to Joe Radio Live. Positive and motivational content just for you. Do enjoy and share. It's time for your hit your scripture. Prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. In the earlier verses, the psalmist described himself as a sheep. He was grazing in the grass. He was following a shepherd carrying a staff. And now he's sitting at a table. He's drinking from a cup. These are not things that a sheep usually does. And what exactly is happening at this table in the presence of my enemies. Are they joining me for a meal? Am I eating in front of them while they watch? The imagery of setting the table appears twice in scripture. One, where Isaiah is rebuking the people for worshiping and honoring false gods. He describes that as preparing a table before them. And then in Psalm 78, in talking about God providing all the needs for the people of Israel during their time in the desert, describes the Lord setting a table for them in the wilderness. So setting a table is really about building up and giving honor and providing needs. And that's what this verse is really all about. Lord, you provided my needs. You built me up in the presence of my enemies. The word for in the presence of in Hebrew here is neged. Neged doesn't just mean in front of me, but it really means opposite me or against me. And the psalmist is saying, Lord, you gave me strength, you gave me honor, you gave me courage to battle against my enemies, to battle against those forces of evil in the world. A sheep's relationship to the shepherd is that the shepherd protects the sheep, the shepherd provides for the sheep. The sheep does not serve the shepherd, the sheep does not have a sense of mission and a sense of purpose in life. And that's sometimes us. Sometimes we're lost, we stray, and the Lord brings us back and protects us. But what this verse is really about is about growth in our relationship to the Lord, where the Lord pulls us back to where we're supposed to be, and then he gives us responsibility. And then he empowers us. He gives us anointing. He gives us strength so that we can do battle with the forces of evil, with the enemy, and be victorious over those forces in this world not for our sake, but for his. Hello once again and welcome to another positive and motivational program that is Joe Radio Live. I'm your boy JC Vibes. How are you all doing? How are you all doing? In the midst of everything that is taking place, that is the question. How are you all doing? How are you coping with everything that is taking place around you? Hallelujah. We give God praise. We give God praise for allowing us to see another one in the face of everything that is taking place in so many people dying on a daily basis and, and dying from different different things, not just 
not just you know COVID or the vaccine, but different things. And so we give God praise that we are still in the land of the living. It's another opportunity to do better than we did yesterday. It's another opportunity to be a blessing and to make it right um, with the Almighty God. Um, this program is entitled Resistance and Resilience. All right, that is the title of today's program, Resistance and Resilience. All right, and um, in light of everything, you know, the daily developments that are taking place, we see everything on the news, you know, right, and um, some serious draconian measures taking place in different countries, all right, it's a lockdown, it's this, it's that, it's just restrictions after restrictions, and, you know, it's just basically, I see it as a systematic um, destruction, right, systematic um, taking away, trying to take away, you know, our rights and freedoms and stuff like that. And this is why this program is entitled Resistance and Resilience, um, because we have to you know, resist where your, your rights and freedoms are threatened, your God-given, God-given, not government-given, but God-given rights and freedoms are threatened. You have no choice um, but to resist, all right? It's, it's really interesting um, that one of the things that you can be charged with when it comes to dealing with police officers is um, resisting arrests which is basically a normal reaction, um, whether you're innocent or guilty, you know, right? It's a normal reaction for a human being, you know, especially in the, if, if you're innocent, right? Especially if you're innocent, it's, it's a normal reaction for an individual to resist arrest if he, know, he or she knows that they have not done anything wrong and they are being wrongfully arrested and all that kind of thing, right? So it's really interesting that you can be charged for resisting arrests, all right? And so right there, right there in a situation like that, you see where there are always consequences to resisting, all right? But when it comes to obeying the word of God, obeying God's law as opposed to obeying the laws of the land, if the laws of the land um, contradict and go against the laws of God, then you have no choice but to resist, right? And some people may listen to this and they may say, you know, that's inciting and inciting and inciting this and inciting that. But at the end of the day, you must remember that God created you. The government did not create you. God created you. And your first allegiance is always to God. You must always remember that your first allegiance is not to the government. Your first allegiance is to God. If the laws of the land are in, in, in sync with the laws of God and they are not in contradiction of the laws of God, no problem. But anytime the laws of the land contradict the laws of God, go against the laws of God, your first allegiance must always be to your creator, the God of the heavens and the earth. All right? And so this is the first part of what we are, we, we are talking about now. Resistance 
right? Because we are being placed in a situation where we have no choice but to resist. Now, now what, is, what is going on is, is forced compliance. That is what is taking place. They are trying to forcefully, even though they're doing it in a, in a sinister and subtle way, they are trying to force us to comply with things that, 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 that go against the laws of God. That is what is taking place. And before I continue, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to, in, um, to accept him today into your life. Give him your life. And he will help you to get through this tough time that we are going through. All right? It's very quick, simple, and easy. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come to you a sinner. I repent of all of my sins. I ask of your mercy and your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. I surrender to you today. I'm yours from this day on. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, genuinely meant it from your heart, welcome to the body of Christ. Get a King James Version Bible and begin to read and study the Word of God. And God will begin to direct you in everything that you do. Alright, so getting back to it, our topic once again today, resilience, sorry, resistance and resilience. Resistance and resilience, and we are talking about the first part, resistance. Alright, and I want to I wanna encourage you to stand for God. When we stand for God, God will most definitely stand for us and with us. He will fight for us. Right? Don't be intimidated by 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 all that is taking place yes right yes it's hard yes it's tough but don't be intimidated stand up for what is right stand up for yourself stand up for your children stand up for your family stand up because i am telling you we will make it in the name of jesus we will make it yes there will be rough times Yes, there will be painful times, but in the name of Jesus, God is going to come through. All throughout the Bible, we see where people, where people resisted the opposition that was coming up against them. They resisted. Those that were coming up against the people of God, against the children of God, the children of God resisted and they prevailed. And that is the thing. You must, you must understand that when you when you in 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 the face of of this type of situation you will prevail once god is on your side you will prevail you must remember that look throughout the pages of the bible in the old testament in the new testament you will prevail yes there will be a price to pay and depending on the situation, the price may be different for each individual. But at the end of the day, God have your back. Remember that. God have your back. We must stand together. Because they are when they come against us, they are coming with a unified front. They are on the same page when they come against us. So we must be on the same page. As we resist the enemy, as we resist the devil that is causing them to do what they are doing, we must resist. 
And now we come to the second part, resilience. Resilience basically means the ability to recover from a difficult situation. That is basically what resilience means. The ability to recover from a difficult situation. And all of us can agree that what we are going through right now, and for some countries it's more than just a difficult situation. For countries like Australia, it is beyond a difficult situation. It is a crisis to the point where people are, people are sending SOS. People are crying for help. That is how serious it is right now. And so our prayers go out to every, you know, the entire world. And especially countries like um, um, Australia, where things are, have gone to another level as compared to other countries. And so we must be resilient. We must be a resilient people. We must be a resilient people. We must not bow to the pressure. We must stand in the name of Jesus Christ and watch our God fight for us. We must watch our God fight for us. In, in Psalm 23, let me see if I could find it here real fast. Psalm 23, verse 5, it says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. But the first part is the part that I really want to focus on. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And this is a result of standing for God. Where he will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. What does that mean? It means that he will bless us. When we talk about blessing, a lot of times... From the time people hear blessing, they think money. Blessing does not only have to do with money. Blessing has to do with any way that God comes through for you. And so if you are in a situation where you need protection, and God gives you that protection, that is a blessing. And so when it talks about thou preparest a table, before us in the presence of our enemies. It speaks of God blessing his people where his enemies can see his people being blessed in the midst of hardships, in the midst of trials. And so blessing basically speaks of God coming through for his people in, in, in whatever situation they are in. When the three Hebrew boys stood up to Nebuchadnezzar and they refused, um, they refused to bow to the image and God brought them safely through the fire, that was a blessing. When Daniel was in the lion's den and he came out unharmed, that was a blessing. When Paul and Silas were in jail and God caused an earthquake to shake the foundations of the prison and the, and, 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 and the entire um, the gate flew open and they were set free. That was a blessing. 
And even the jailer in that situation, he and his entire family, as a result of what he saw happen and, and, and how he saw God come through for Paul and Silas, he and his entire family were saved. That was a blessing. And so blessing doesn't only have to do with money. And so as we, as we go through these, these tough times that we are going through, and, and believe me, it's going to get worse than this. A lot of you already know that. <clears throat> but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there is no, you must remember this. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is no situation that is too great for God, that is too big for God. There is no situation that God cannot handle. And so as, as bad as things may seem right now, even as we look at what is taking place in places like Australia, as bad as things is over there, God is more than able to handle it. The Bible says he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. He can change hearts. He can soften hearts. He can harden hearts. He can turn around an entire situation. In the book of Jonah, the city of Nineveh was going to be destroyed. And because the king responded appropriately, responded accurately, the entire nation was saved. The entire nation was saved because the king sent out a decree that everybody had to fast and pray. Down to the animals and all couldn't eat anything. All because the king acted appropriately. And many countries, the governments are not acting appropriately. Many, many countries, the governments right now are not acting appropriately. And so we as the children of God, we must act appropriately. And if our rights are, 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 are being threatened, freedom of movement, freedom of expression and all these things, we must respond appropriately according to the law of God. The law of God supersedes any other law. Always remember that. The law of God always supersedes any other law. And so I say again, if the laws of the land contradict the laws of God, we already know what needs to be done. We already know who we must obey. We already know who our allegiance is to. And we must trust our God to deliver us. We must trust our God to direct us and give us wisdom to act appropriately. And I am telling you, the God that we serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. And so this battle against COVID is already won in Jesus' name. This battle against the vaccine that is killing people is already won in Jesus' name. And every other battle that comes along 
We already have the victory in Jesus' name and we must stand in the name of Jesus. We must stand in the name of Jesus. The battle is not ours but the Lord's. God will show us what to do, when to do, how to do, if to do. No matter who or what comes against us. So I want to encourage you to hold on. I want to encourage you to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we go through these times, as we see restrictions after restrictions, God will supply, God will provide. I want to read something really, really quickly. Let me see how fast I could find it here. Give me one sec. Let me see how fast I could find this. It is in the it is in the book of First Kings, chapter seventeen. Bear with me. Where is it? First Kings, right? All right. So it is in the book of First Kings, and it 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 has to do with um. Elijah, right? First Kings 17. And the word of the Lord came unto him, him being Elijah, saying, Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan, right? And it shall be thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And this is what God is saying to Elijah. Right? And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I, God, right? Speaking here. God speaking to Elijah. And he's saying to Elijah. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. Right? And then in, where is it? Right, in verse 7, this is what it, what it says. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. The same brook that God sent him to after a while, it sustained him for a while, it kept him for a while, but after a while the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded, again, commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the, the uh, widow woman was there gathering sticks. What I, want to, what I want you to see in this, this is First Kings chapter 17. What I want you to see is how God always provides and comes true for his people, no matter the situation. In, in where is it? In verse 4, God says, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee. So in verse 4, God commanded the ravens to feed Elijah. And then in verse um. In verse, where is it, where is it, where is it? Right, in verse 9, after, this, after the brook had dried up, right, God sent him to Zarephath. 
And God said, Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So no matter what you are going through, God has already sent out instructions for your provision. No matter your situation, no matter all that is taking place right now, God has already provided for us. God has already provided for us. God will make a way, whatever it is we need, God will make a way. The provision is already there because the provision is everything that we need. This is why God is called the I am because everything that we need is in God. And so it matters not the situation because the situation will always change. But God never does. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if they don't want we to have access to food, God will provide, just as he did for the children of Israel in the desert. Every day, they never went hungry. They ate manna from heaven. They ate manna from heaven, and he brought water out of the rock for them. Their clothes didn't weather, their shoes didn't get whole. And these people were in the desert, where it had no shop, it had no mall, it had no supermarkets. The desert. And God made provision for his children in the desert, in a dry place, where it's hot in the day and cold in the night. And God provided for them every single day. And that is the God that is providing and will provide for you and me once we continue to trust in him, no matter the situation. There was a pastor on TV, one of, his, one of those pastors, the programs, the ads. It says, don't look at the bigness of your situation or the size of your situation, but look at the bigness and the greatness of your God. And this is what we must do in this time and in this hour that we are living in. Have no fear. Be fearless. The only thing we ought to fear is God. And I pray that God would give us more boldness and more boldness and make us more fearless. More fearful of Him. And more fearless to anything and everything else. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. Stay. I trust that um, this would have been a blessing to you in some way. More great stuff coming up right here on Joe Radio Live. Remember to continue to share. Right, We appreciate your listenership. I pray that God would um, continue to bless you and keep you in each and every situation and circumstance that breakthrough would take place in your life. Whatever is needed, that your needs would be supplied just as God said he would. Keep the faith. Stay strong. Stay encouraged. More great stuff coming up now.
God is awesome. Listen to this testimony. To hear that I had cancer? Well, he told me cancer was devastated because I never had anything in my life. At 68 years old, Gregory Dublas couldn't remember ever being sick. But now doctors were telling him and his wife Athena they'd found a large tumor on his left kidney. They were certain it was cancerous. It was devastating. It was very, very hard, extremely hard. Doctors believed the best course of action was to remove the tumor along with his kidney and scheduled surgery. I began praying, believing God will take away the cancer, believing that the day when I'll go for the surgery, God will take away the, the tumor and I will be okay. I was praying about a healing. But prior to surgery, a CT scan showed more bad news. His lungs were covered with nodules, an indication the cancer had spread. My heart was broken. I was in such a condition that it's indescribable how I felt. I heard the Lord in crystal clear voice from the right side and told me, I know about it. Instantly peace came upon me. And by the grace of God, I forgot about this horrible feeling of being done, being devastated. Peace came, overwhelmed me. Doctors decided to go ahead with the scheduled surgery. A few weeks later, he was referred to oncologist Dr. Ted Logan about his lungs. Basically, we saw pulmonary nodules that were increasing in both size and number, and that's worrisome, very worrisome. I thought that that probably indicated that this was metastatic renal cancer. Dr. Logan explained the treatment options, including chemo, but those would only buy him time. None could provide a cure. There's a huge range how people do with metastatic kidney cancer. Some people are dead in a few months and other people are alive years. So if you average it all together, it comes out around 10 to 12 months. Gregory remembers the drive home. I was brought so low as low as the dirt. I mean, it was devastated again. And I couldn't stop tears coming, water coming from my eyes. But then I heard the Lord tell me, cast it out to cast out the spirit of grief and hopelessness. So as I was driving, I turned my head and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm casting out of me. And instantly, this peace came upon me and the water stepped. <laughs> Once home, he shared the news with Athena. Fear came upon me, it did. And so when we were talking about it, he goes, I'm going to be okay, Athena. I'm going to be okay. Don't worry about it. That's, that's how he, he encouraged me. After considering the options and horrible side effects, they decided to forego treatment, well aware of the consequences. I have to say, untreated, most people are not gonna do very well. Gregory and Athena believe differently as they turn to prayer and God's word for healing. I assembled 70 verses of talk about hope, life, deliverance, and peace. Every chance I had, I spoke the word of God. John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, anything you shall ask should be done unto you. John 14, anything you ask in my name, I will do it. The Father be glorified. Anything you ask, I will do it. I belong to our prayer group. 
So there was so much encouragement, just belonging in that group. I had a lot of prayer warriors all over the place. A miracle began to happen. Inside, this faith that I already had began to rise to the point where I was expecting a healing. I was expecting to be healed, to heal good news. Then, two months later, he went back for blood tests and another CT scan. Dr. Logan had news. It was a surprising finding, but it's not something I haven't seen before. It's just very rare. The nodules in the lung, those shrunk. In fact, Gregory was told they were too small to be measured. Then I jumped up and said, I loud, I yelled loud. I yelled so loud, I know people heard me there, all the, all the doctor's office. Lord, thank you, I know you heal me. Medically, the phenomenon is called a spontaneous regression. For Athena and Gregory, it was the answer to their prayers. All those years that I knew what the Word of God was about became real. The healing and how God responds became real. And how important it is for people to believe in the Lord with all your heart. That was 2016. And at each of his six-month checkups, there has been no sign of cancer. Gregory and Athena attribute the healing to the power of Jesus Christ. There's hope with the Lord Jesus. There is always hope. Pray to him. Don't stop. Even though something might not have happened today, it doesn't mean that it won't down the road. He doesn't answer. That means that we need to learn to wait on him. Every time when we believe in Jesus and we pray, the Lord hears. Wow, amen. That is truly an incredible story because we serve an incredible God. And if you're suffering with something physically, mentally, spiritually, I wanna come against the lie. A lot of people are believing the lie that what you just saw can't happen to you. But God is saying, yes, it can. We come against that lie right now in the name of Jesus and we cast it off of you. We cast off the spirit of grief and hopelessness in the name of Jesus. And right now I declare the hope of Christ to fill you. Lord, I pray for a baptism of your love, of your light to flood their minds right now, God. Jesus, we thank you for this in your holy and precious name. And we are still gonna continue to pray for your needs. And we're um, gonna pray for them right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, so just piggyback on what Ashley just said. Here's something from the Bible. For God so loved the world, that's you, you're part of the world. He so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever, are you part of the whosoever, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Salvation, healing, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all of it is available to whosoever. All you have to believe is to believe in the one that God sent. That's the only thing he requires you to do. He's done all the heavy lifting. He lived the perfect life. He substituted his life, his soul, his breath for yours. Why? Because he loves you and he wants you to be with him for all eternity. He wants to give you life and breath and prosperity and healing and wholeness. He wants all of these things for you because he loves you. You are his child. Now, in an act of faith, 
as a child, little child, realize that when God, God promises, it's just like when dad promises. You can trust it. You can believe it. He'll follow through. So in an act of faith, trusting in his word, lay your hand on that area of the body that needs healing. You just saw a wonderful miracle. The doctors call it spontaneous regression. Uh, I call it a miracle. The reason they use that word is they don't understand how it happened. And if you can't understand it, well, that means it's not God. But when miracles come, it's wonderful. And let's just rejoice. A miracle came. His name was Jesus. And he will come to you right now. Let's pray. Lord, we lift all of the needs of the audience to you, anyone who is suffering, and we declare over them that you yourself have borne away our illness. You have carried away our pain. And because you have borne it and because you have carried it, we don't have to carry it anymore. So we speak healing in the name of Jesus over everyone who is laying a hand on their bodies right now. There's someone you just saw this story and, and you say, oh, I've got nodules in my lungs. Can God do that for me? And you're laying your left hand over your uh, right lung and God is healing you. He's taking away all that nodules, all that difficulty in breathing. Take a deep breath and realize you've been healed. Go back and get retested and declare the great thing that God has done for you. Right. There's, there's someone watching with fibromyalgia and suffering from that. God is healing that for you right now. Uh, there's also somebody else with gastritis, something there's like an intestinal disorder. God is clearing that up for you right now. The pain that you've been suffering with is gone and just receive it in Jesus name. Uh, there's someone you've had a, an old diagnosis of Lyme disease and you're just living with the pain and the discomfort. You're not even praying. You're not even asking for it. But God wants you to know he loves you, he cares for you, and he is healing you right now and restoring your body, taking away all of that infection, all the residue from that infection now, restoring you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, and you just felt that go through your body. Stand now and rejoice at the miracle that you have received. There's somebody else watching who uh, is experiencing barrenness. You're trying to have a baby. Uh, God is going to give you a child. You just rest in him, rest in his timing, rest in who he is, your father God who knows your desires and will give them to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your resurrection. We thank you that you ever live to pray for us. We receive it all, everything that you have for us. We receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if you're one of the whosoevers that was just healed, give us a call and let us know. 1-800-700-7000. If you need prayer, we're here for you. We're here for you 24 hours a day. It's an honor, a privilege to pray for you. We'd be glad to do it. All you have to do is call us. Hello, I'm Gordon Robertson. Thanks for watching the video. Be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell for more encouraging videos like this one. Welcome to the 700 Club Interactive Family, and God bless you.